Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson, and this is The Road Taken, and this is my wing woman, Louise Palenker. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Louise. Hi, Facebookers. Hi, Facebookers. So, um, I'm kind of freaked out because last week was the first week in a year and a half that we did not go live. We didn't go live. And it was, it was really weird because for those of you who aren't in L.A., we had crazy fires. There's still horrible fires going on in Santa Barbara. Sure, it was the apocalypse. It was, we it, just, you know, we hadn't put it in our calendars. Was, was... Is your house in Santa Barbara safe? So far, I'm not there. My husband's there, so okay. it's, I mean, it's a absolutely a war zone. Yeah. It's, you it's can't horrible. breathe. No one's walking around without a face mask. People, wow. are, people are fleeing. It's really, really scary. It's, it's crazy, and it was crazy down here last week. Louise was, was manning her house here in LA. Uh, our guest tonight, Ron Zimmerman, couldn't get here. I'm two miles from the evacuation zone from the creek fire here, so it was just insanity. It was it got really depressing, and I spent like three days in the house, and I like packed up the whole house, and I was ready to go. And it's like, when do you unpack? And and um, it was just really scary. We had the station fires here um, like eight years ago, nine years ago, and. Our neighbors were literally fighting those fires with hoses in their backyards, and we had all the kids staying with us down here. Um, and you know, I have this false sense of, of security because we're surrounded by concrete, but then actually there's all this brush behind us and on the side of us, and so it, it was kind of scary. Um, and for anybody who's still in danger, for our friend Gregory Harrison up in Ojai, and, and Anson Williams has a house up there, and he doesn't even know and for Weezy's and house and, house is and Lori's, yeah. So for everybody out there, um, wish safety to everybody. The incredible firemen. To our firemen. Um, oh my God. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, having been through 9-11 uh, in New York and going through all of that, every time something like this happens, it, it sort of feels apocalyptic like that. And so anyway, so yay. Um, and But we're, we're celebrating great victories today. Um, it, it's the second night of Hanukkah, but last night on the first night of Hanukkah, we it's had the some- second night of Doug Jones. <laughs> We had kids, Doug Jones, okay, I love it. Yes, we had Alabama, I love you. Um, that, you're my new theme song. Um, uh, so that's some really good news. Um, I want to say before we go any further that uh, tonight's show is being brought to you by Rick Smolke and Quick Impressions, the best printers printing, the best people peopling. They did my bookmarks. They've done my tissue boxes, my business cards. Those are my old cards. My pads, um, they're amazing. I love them. And they're such good people. And if you mention the road taken, Vicki Abelson, Louise, whatever, Rick is going to take even better care of you because he's going to give you a discount. He's going to do it in your pocket. A free so, Kleenex. <laughs> One free Kleenex. No, uh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I put the Kleenex in. It's just, uh, anyway. So, and then also, we're also being brought to you tonight by, by? the Roby, the the Ruby Begonias, do I, does the name Ruby Begonias strike a familiar, remember that? So anyway, by the Ruby Begonias Salon, and it's Nicole, uh, it did my hair, mm -hmm. Venables, and um, she's uh, also Rochelle Bagley's hairdresser for like a million years, that's how I found her, and she's delightful and she's wonderful, and she has this cute little salon in Studio City, but um, she's like busy as hell, because what does she do? She does the hair of all the people on television and in the movies. And so all of them? She, well, a lot of them. So she's on she's on two different shows now currently at the same time and she's doing everybody's hair and she she's done a lot of movie stars' hairs and 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 but little people like me as well. But anyway, she's fantastic. The Ruby Begonia Salon in Studio City. And the links for both of uh, that and Quick Impressions will be on my um, are on my website and on 
Facebook and all of that stuff. So anyway, so so this week was was and, and what's killing me now, what's killing me now, Louise, is that we're gonna say goodbye to Al Franken no, and the biggest abuser and offender is running the fucking country. So I'm not ready. I, I just posted on Facebook today uh, Al Franken, this beautiful story about um, somebody who asked him to look in on somebody that was dying of cancer and her last wish was like to meet Al Franken and he spent like months, you know, like he went and they spent hours with friends. her, they became really good friends, he was at her bedside crying when she passed. I mean, he's, this is not, this is not a man that is a sexual abuser. I, I'm not buying it. It's him. not okay to sacrifice this night and I'm fighting. Hashtag women for Al. Women for Al, I love it. Is it, is it too late? Can we save him? We we gotta we go. We gotta go for it. I yes. can say this him. is a hit job. It's not okay. It, it's not okay. So what else did I want? Oh, so last night I saw this amazing movie, Hostiles. It's not Hostiles. It's Hostiles, okay. and it's with Christian Bale and um, Wes Studi, and um, it's a Chris Chris Cooper. Yeah, it's a Chris Cooper film. Anyway, it's amazing and. Um, and what I really loved about it, talk about people not being what you think. Um, I'd heard a lot of rumors about Christian Bale, um, that he was sort of a prima donna and difficult, and I'd heard that he had acted out on um, uh, the Three Ten to Yuma. Right. But our guest, our very guest, Chris Browning, we love you, Chris, um, when he was here, he set that record straight, and actually Christian was quite lovely. It was someone else on that film that was being in character, being sort of a pain in the ass. Not a pain in the ass, but like flying in and not being with the crew, but Christian was actually part of it. So what I got to witness firsthand last night was that Christian stayed and talked to every person during the Q&A that wanted to talk to him, took pictures with everybody, signed anything anybody. Now, okay, it's award season, so maybe that enters it, but I really watched him. I stood back and I really watched him. He was genuinely a lovely, lovely, lovely man. Incredibly impressive human. So. What we see isn't always what we get. Um, or what I, we hear isn't always true. Yes. And I just read this very compelling piece about Woody Allen. Um, somebody was saying, you know, was taking to task um, Ronan Farrow's article and his sister's accounting of what happened and how uh, somebody went through this whole thing about how it was, comp it was dis disputed, disproved, and that even her other brother, I forgot, Moses, that the other brother mother, Moses was saying that she had completely lied. It wasn't true. Oh. There was no train set in the attic. There was nothing in the attic that wasn't in, that wasn't a place where people could play. That every part of her account was untrue. And I, I disagree. Well, I'm just saying there's two sides to every story. Sometimes there's five sides to you every can't story. Prove a negative. Okay. All I'm saying is. We don't know in any of these cases, so we have to use our best judgment we, we, in all of these things. And it's our right to use whatever judgment we bring to, the, to that situation. Absolutely, so I'm kind of sickened by Woody, and I don't really want to patronize his movies anymore. I'm not gonna go to Kevin Spacey's shit anymore. I, I'm, I am being affected by this stuff, there's no doubt about it, but women for Al. Hashtag women for women Al. Women for Franken. Was. Women for Franken. I, I think we have to go women for Al Franken. I think we have to be specific. Oh, is that our hashtag? Hashtag. Okay. okay, let's be hashtag women for Al Franken. I love it. And speaking of women for Al Franken, mm -hmm. our guest tonight 
has announced his bid for the presidency in 2020. All right. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Women That's, for Ron. <laughs> women for hashtag. Ron. Hashtag women for Ron. Or in my case, for George. Um, mm -hmm. if, for those of you who saw the little promo video before the show, for some reason that I don't know, other than the fact that we usually have knockdown dread, Ron and I spent uh, uh, an entire summer on the phone. I was in New York. He was here. And we would talk on the phone for three, four, five hours at a time in the wee hours of the morning. But by, and we would have these great conversations and we, he would make me laugh and we would have so much fun. But by the end of every conversation, we were in a knockdown, drag out battle. Ooh, this is gonna get good. We were, we, no matter what, we are always cursing each other out. So I started calling him George from Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Mm -hmm. And he started calling me Martha and that's kind of been our thing. So we actually discussed recently or Ron brought it up, how much fun it might be for us to actually do like a staged greeting. Do you guys of, have three hours? <laughs> not tonight, but I think we, we're, we're going to look into, now we've got the scripts, we're going to look into do, maybe doing a staged reading somewhere in L.A. So we're looking for, we're looking for the George Siegel and Sandy Dennis people, whatever their, their character names are that I can't remember because I'm very influenced. What a dump! Anyway, so... Um, so so anyway, so we're thinking of doing that, but but anyway, so Ron's our guest, and and Ron is a, a writer-producer who spent a long tenure on Seventh Heaven with our old friend um, Stephen Collins, who is also someone else who uh, fell from grace. And he, I, I was very close with Stephen, and I adored him, and had long, soulful conversations with him on the phone, did not know that one little thing. And, um, and I haven't seen or heard from him since, obviously. Um, but Ron was on Seventh Heaven during its heyday. He was on VIP Action, uh, the Jay Moore show. Um, he just recently wrote a Simpsons, um, uh, which the cat in the hat, I think it's called. Very cute. Um, he also has had very interesting relationships with people like Jodie Foster and Cher. Did a show with Cher, uh, a kid show, actually, I believe. We'll talk about that. And so without any further um, ado and shit, um, we're going to bring on... Ron Zimmerman. Ron Zimmerman. Ron Zimmerman. So we're losing you easy, huh? Okay. All right. So Harry, uh, my son Harry Abelson, if you want to turn the camera around, say hello. He doesn't want to. No, he doesn't. But anyway, thanks, Harry, for working the camera. I appreciate it. And um, Harry will sometime soon have a podcast of his own. Yes. And uh, yes, he's going to have. Thank you, sports. Harry. Thank you, Harry. Welcome, Ron. George. I can't call you Ron. Thank you, Martha. <laughs> I can't call you. I can't. And I can't talk. In a normal accent. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. It was like, I was really trying when we did the little promo thing to not talk like Elizabeth Taylor, but it's really hard. Yeah. They're so associated they, with they, it. Because they were so great. I, they were iconic. And I saw them it's on Broadway like, do it. It's like, it's, like, it's like, you know, there's certain roles. You know, Stanley Kowalski. Yeah. Just retire the fucking part, man. I, I don't want to watch some muscle-bound kid. Tackling Stanley Kowalski, you know. I don't want to see Alec Baldwin. I just, you know, I'm taking on Stanley Kowalski. I'm just checking, one Stanley Kowalski. I'm checking myself. I, I, I'm, I think I saw Colleen Dewhurst and Ben Gazzara. I know I did do Virginia Woolf, and I have to tell you, they were brilliant. I saw Liz and They're Dick do something. Actors. I saw Liz and Dick do Private Lives. I think I saw them on Broadway. They're great but yeah, actors. it was Colleen. But, but no, but you know but what? No, they, they're still. They're not. They're not Richard Dick. Burton no. and Elizabeth Taylor. They're not, but I have to say they owned it and they were great. 
Uh, yeah. George, George, I think we can be. I think we can do this, George. But I don't think that. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think you and I, of course, we, we, we can. We, we can, can do. do. We, we can this. do. We, we own the book. <laughs> we own the book. <laughs> <laughs> Why should we be able to perform We, we them can do it and charge people money. We can do it. We can do it. Okay, no. so all right, well, maybe we'll do it later. But for we we already did a little scene, and it's 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 up on the Facebook. You all can right, see I, it. I have this thing on my mind about about it's kind of gets a little blurred right now. Be somewhere between Woody Allen and Al Franken. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm 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 just I'm disturbed. Yeah. In a way that I could have explained if you'd only mentioned one of those two people. But yeah. But I mean, Woody Allen and Al Franken in the same sentence. No, they don't. Is is like they just you, you can't you know Woody Allen. I mean, he left naked pictures of that little girl around the house. All right, so give you us know? a little give us a little bid for Al while there's still. Do you think there's still time? Can we say no? Him? We can't say him. Absolutely not. You no senator that has resigned can be can be unresigned. He can't be unresigned. No, they cannot. We can't do a grassroots campaign. No, he could he could run again. I suppose. I think the governor should appoint Al Franken. Or the governor. Ooh. Or he. Or he that, should, that might work. Or yeah. he should wait and run for governor of Minnesota. Okay. Um, which would also work, but I, I hate to lose I, I him know. now when we need it, him in these trying times. It would be times. very difficult. I mean, it helps that that uh, Jones won. Yes. If he was a more, you know, if he was a more super figure. Yes. You know, if he cut more of a thing, he could like take the entire Democratic Party. And lead them in a way that, that they need to be led. Okay. If he was Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. He could, you know, if he had that kind of charisma. Wait, you mean Roy, Roy Moy, who, who lost? Doug Cotton? I mean yeah. Jones, who won. Right, right, right. The but, guy but you Moore. said But you said more, so we don't want to confuse no, people no, no. out there. Because he lost. No. More lost. No, okay. more lost. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm saying if, if Jones, who won. Yes. Was a more polarizing okay. figure that that made you, you know, that that could, uh, you know, Barack Obama you with a speech. Yeah. Um, it doesn't is, matter. He won right now. We're, it we're, does, we're, we're, but, we're, it does, but it does matter because because he can't he can't polarize the country. All right. Let, and, let's, let's. And if somebody better than him had only, you know, if. And Al Franken had been Okay, but we but we can't know, do ifs, George, because this is what is. Life, and, life and, is, is, is nothing. Show business. What is show business except ifs? Okay. Well, my, my, well no, I don't agree I with a, you. I it's a, a, I made a living for, for 30 years enough to retire Which is, off of ifs. All right. Well, you also did it off actual paychecks, and I want to talk about this because I, I, I don't know if this is mythology, and I purposely have never asked you this question in real life because I wanted to talk about it here because this isn't real life. This is fake. We, we are, this is fake. This is not fake news. This is fake podcast. I don't know. Once, but, anyway. but I was wearing adult diapers. Okay, there you go. <laughs> what I wanted to ask, what I, the story that I heard is that when you left New York, Ron was a, com a comedian in New York, a yeah. late-night late comic from what I understand. Uh -huh. Correct, right? Like, would piss pe audiences off and shit. People would kind of walk out on Are you a good? Yeah. You, okay. Was, was good. Okay, pretty good comic. Okay. 
But I, I heard... slowly became like a comics comic. A co you were a but comics at, comic, at correct. At the time, even Gilbert was was still yes. a late night. Yes. Act. They used to put Gilbert Stoller, me, Gilbert Godfrey, somebody else, Fred Stoller, Fred Stoller, Gilbert Godfrey, me, Larry David somebody, was a late night. It wasn't Larry? It might yeah. be Marjorie Gross. Okay. And um, and they would put us on, and Gilbert would be the host of something called the Gay Dating Game. Nice. And I mean, you could no sooner do this now than than you know. Then flap your arms and fly around the house. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's, it it would be yeah. impossible. But because Gilbert would dominate this whole thing, yeah, by asking the questions. Okay, and it would make up questions that were so, so horrible. Such. Can do you remember anything? Oh yes. Okay, go ahead. Give us one. <laughs> he would say, "Okay, you've just." Fuck the guy in the ass. <laughs> That's a pretty good You're character. in his place. <laughs> now you pull out and there's a bunch of shit on oh, your dick. Oh, 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 all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. We're, 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 we're all right. Let's, now, all right. you have three choices. Which one do you do? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. He took it further. Okay. And, and, and it was like, like, it was so horrifying. And they would, they, what we learned much later was yeah. that they were using Gilbert and us to clear the room because they wanted the, the waitresses to go home. <laughs> and, That's and hysterical. So they, they wanted the room cleared. That's hysterical. So they would go, hey, you guys want to do a dating game? Yeah, okay. That's hysterical. <laughs> that's a great ending for the aristocrats. Right? Idiots. That, that, that's great. Um, when, I, when I was auditioning thing, for the... And people are flying. People are... I literally... Are, I mean, they're, they're throwing money at the waiters <laughs> to get out of this place. It's so... It, even back then, it's so offensive. Gilbert is just... Okay, so all right. Let's reel it back. I'm going to just keep reeling you back in, George. Okay, okay so let's get back on track. God bless you. So you're a late-night comic. You're a comics right. comic. You're doing pretty good. Now you get on an airplane to come to Los Angeles. My girlfriend left me. Okay. Um, um, and and uh, she, like, grew up over the summer. And... I bet you were badgering her the way you were badgering me that no, summer. I, I, I bet I you know. was. Maybe I was. Yeah, yeah. But there wasn't the ways to do it then. You know, you had to write letters. And shit. <laughs> yeah. You had to call someone up. Oh, no, we were on the phone when you were but, giving me but, shit. Anyway, um, so your girlfriend broke up with you. Let's get yeah, back to so, the story. So I shared an apartment with a guy named Jack Cohen who ended up the... Tonight uh, Show. The head writer of The Tonight Show for like 20 years. Right. For the whole... Very run. funny guy. Hilarious guy. Mm -hmm. And... and uh, Prior to that, my my roommate was Kevin Rooney. Wow, another funny guy. Another very funny guy, mm -hmm. um, Emmy-winning funny guy. Yes. Um, and uh, but one night, I don't know. I just, I just like, I couldn't take it anymore. What couldn't you that, take? That I didn't have her. Ah. Oh. I have always, I have always, always put. Love first. I'll, I'll say women uh, first before everything else, and it has made me do the stupidest shit <sighs> that a human being could possibly do. And I have always done it. I still do it. 
I would do it, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it till the day I die. It's just who I am. And I've only recently... Right now, Ross Mark is putting up a picture of a little French pilot on Facebook. I, I just can <laughs> feel Ross doing it as we speak. Anyway, yes. Um, I, yeah. I, um, I, we get the shit, kick, kick, yeah. the shit kicked out of us for love. Um, okay, let's, so let's get back to the no, story. So now, you know, so, it's not even love. It's just the thought of love. The idea, mm. the, 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 the possibility of love yes. makes you do the stu even stupider things <laughs> that love makes you do. Yeah. The hope of love actually stupefies you more than real love. That's interesting. Wow. Um, I think that's probably true. Yeah. I, I do think that's probably true. It's because, horrible. I, because I think when you're in love, Actually, you're at the next stage, yeah. and you can think again. And you're fun. It's the it's the hope of the. You're absolutely right. I agree with you. It's really fun to be the, the yes the, the in love part. I agree with you. Nothing but fun. You get six months of free fun. All right. Oh, let's keep moving though. Then you move into then, but but you've gone the other way. Yes. And done the other thing. Yes. And and uh, you've gotten stuck. Uh, or you, you, you know, your love is gone. And, All right, let, let's and, get off, let's get off the love thing for a second. Let's get uh, on how you got on the plane. Right? Let's uh, let's stay focused. He's gonna plug us in. Uh, um, let's stay focused. So you you so your girlfriend left you. Okay. Is this why you're going to L.A.? Yeah. Okay. So I I get the few clothes I have, put them in a bag, and the only thing I really care about in life, my TV and my VCR, and I tie rope around them. Nice. And, you know, For those of you who are young, a VCR is a machine that used to play <laughs> these things called videotapes back in the olden days. Which were movies. Those were just like DVDs now. What is a DVD? It was like a streaming <laughs> thing on Netflix that you turned yeah, on. Yeah, it's like a Netflix thing. <laughs> like that. Except you carried it with you all yeah, the time. Yeah, it was a physical thing. It was, it was a thing. You had to have room for it. Kind of, like a book. So they're kind of like a book. What is a book? It's a thing you go to iBook and you it's download like, on a Kindle. Yeah. It was that. It was like a shelf but of like books. But like a thing. <laughs> they were like things. They're, they're bigger. Okay. So let's, let's focus again. I, I get on the subway. I, I, I tell my friend Jack. I say, I'm leaving. I can't stand it here anymore. I don't, on the subway? Most of my friends have gone to New York. It was in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I just packed up and said, I'm, I'm going. You know. So, Wait, you, you're going the wrong direction. I you said, said you make enough money now to pay for this place. You don't need my money. You're going to L.A., not New York. Right. Right. Okay. So I get on a plane. I take a little acid. <laughs> You mean like which now? obviously he's having a flashback, which is what explains so much of today, wouldn't it? Somebody just wrote, Vicky, you're such a trip. I'm watching you with my audio off. Nice. I, I want to thank you, Michael. My, Michael Saltis. No. So, so I, I want to thank you. Um, okay. So anyway. Uh, okay. So you get on a plane. Right. I get on a plane. And what happens? And I'm tripping. I'm oh, stoned. God. And I'm drunk. <laughs> kind of like now. Yeah, and 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 on the plane, right. yeah. I come to a very major decision. Cool. Yeah, the decision is women off limits. Okay, women are are what ruin me every time. We got that. Coming to L.A., start yes. a new life. Okay, no women. No women. Steer clear. Okay. Don't what are you gonna? What are you coming to L.A. to do? I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know. 
I don't know, but being show Okay, now wait a minute. The, the, the urban legend that I have heard all these years is that while you were on that very plane coming out here, you met somebody who was sitting next to you on the plane. This is bullshit, is it? Gabe Abelson, you are in so much trouble. My husband is dead meat. He told me this story about how you got on the plane to come out to LA, you met somebody on the plane, and or you did you go to the hospital when you got out here? Were you in the hospital? Yeah. I met somebody in the hospital. Okay, I'm sorry, Gabe. I take it all back. Okay, so you met somebody in the hospital when you got out here. Is that where your life changed? Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, Gabe. Oh, God. See, this is why we're divorced. He divorced me because I say his name in vain and tell wrong stories. So, so what happened when you got out here? And you were, why were you in the hospital? I had a nervous breakdown. Oh, my God. You don't want... From a woman? From the woman? Of course. Of course. From the woman. Okay, so you're in the hospital. And what happens? And, uh, and, and I meet, uh, coming out, as I'm going in, yeah. I meet this guy named Chris Thompson. That's when you met Chris? Yeah. Okay, Chris Thompson, who has since passed, um, a wonderful, hysterical, fantastic. Hysterical guy. He, okay, he, so, he, uh, so what he happened? created, uh, tell us, tell us. Bosom Buddies, the, Tom, the first thing Tom Hanks ever. And, uh, um, you know, he did a million shows. He was just a guy that did a million shows that, that you know, never never had his Frasier, but but had a lot of interesting things. Okay, so so you meet so you make you meet Chris, and what happens? And he knows everything about writing. You know, okay. whatever his his was he already a success when you met him? Yes, he was already a million dollar uh, script. Fixer. Had he done Bosom Buddies yet? No. Yeah. Oh, he had. Oh, okay. yeah. He'd been way past Bosom. So he was a script doctor. He was a script doctor. Okay. Got a script. Got a, got made a deal for a script from the just the upstart Showtime. Okay. At the time. What was the upstart Showtime at the time? It was called Hard Knocks. Okay. And it was the second original cable show. Wow, I don't remember that. You couldn't, do you? Even, you couldn't even curse. Well, who, who, was, on, who was on Hard Knock? I don't remember that Bill show. Bill Maher. Wow. And a guy named Tommy Hinckley. Okay. And uh, they starred in the show. It was, yeah. It was about, and Jimmy Valley also. Um, a very successful writer from Arrested Development and producer. Um, Currently as well. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yes. So, uh, uh, I'm looking to see if people are saying anything that I want to shout out to you, Louise. If, if you see anything that you can, you're, I invite you to. Uh, if anybody says anything that you that want, that we want to discuss, it's but remotely interesting. Okay, so uh, go ahead. Okay, so uh, uh, we do this show. Wait, wait, wait. Hard knocks. You wait. You're in the hospital. You meet Chris. Yeah. How do you? How do you guys? My girlfriend at yes. the time. Uh huh. Callie Corey. Okay. I, okay. Who wrote Thelma and Louise. Who, who would write Thelma and Louise. Now, is this the girlfriend who broke your heart in New York, or is this a new girlfriend? New girlfriend. New girlfriend. What happened was... No women in L.A. You I noticed. Know, no I women in I L.A. I didn't even tell you that part. The, the whole thing was no women in L.A. Yes. No women in L.A. My friend picks me up. 
guy, Rich Scheidner, comedian. Rich has know, been here. He's been here. Not on the road taken, but he's been at Women Who Write, yes. And and uh, he picks me up. Yeah. Takes me over to the improv. Okay. His wife introduces me to the waitress. And who's his wife at the time? Carol, Carol Leifer. Leifer. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Um, Everything connects back. It, yeah, it's a vicious circle. It certainly and, is. And then, uh, and then she introduced me to her friend, the waitress, Callie Corey. And the minute I shook her hand, I was absolutely in love. There was nothing in the world that 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 could make me unlove this woman. <laughs> You know, and I, I want you to just note this person right here, because we're going to get into, after Callie, the list of women that Ron has romanced in his life is going to, um, yes, it's very interesting. But anyway, so, okay, so, so, so you're with Callie, well, how does, you're in the hospital, when do you get to the hospital? Well, it was a while later. I spent, a, I spent almost a year with Callie, who had just broken up with Richard Lewis. Nice. And the reason that she didn't want to go with me was yeah. she said, no, no more. more fucked up Jews. <laughs> I thought you were going to say no more comedians. That's nice. Yeah. On this second night of Hanukkah, no more no fucked more up Jews. No more fucked up Jews. <laughs> that's a gift. That's a gift. You know, that's a, that's a she, Hanukkah gift. She, like, she was friends with Larry David. And, yeah. And, and, and Larry and, David at the time, not yeah. the Larry David we know no. now. Larry David, like... Well, he, actually, yes, but he was a without comics, the money. Com he was a comics comic. He was not. He a was Larry yeah. without the money. Okay. You know, Larry's always been Larry without yeah. the money, just like Bill Maher. It's always been Bill Maher, famous or not. Okay, gotcha. Always been this. Ron that's, is that's why very famous. Close to Bill. Okay, so so let's yeah. get back. Let's get back to the point. So so uh, let's stay focused here. Let's get this story yes. out. Callie. Callie. Yeah. She breaks your heart. Convinces me to write. Spec scripts. Okay. Because all I do is stay home and drink and watch TV. So you're not doing stand up? Don't make that noise. We're on TV. Uh, George. Uh, George! Okay. Uh, <laughs> so you're. My apologies, Mom. <laughs> okay. So. So Callie convinces you to write spec so scripts. So I write, I write a spec. At the time, Bill Maher was on a sitcom. Okay. That's our Gina Davis. Yes. I don't remember the name of it. I don't right either. It but called, I remember. I it was know like you. one name. Okay. You know, it was called like, you know, Gina. Or, you know, right. Some happy, okay. a happy name. Yes. And, and, uh, uh, and I wrote two spec scripts based on Bill's character. Did you know Bill at the time? Yeah. Oh, you did. You already knew him. Okay. So, so you know, I knew I could write him. Okay. So I wrote, and then I wrote a, 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 a a two-part episode of Family Ties. Okay. Where uh, Justine Bateman's character gets basically falls into a cult. Nice. Because she feels so unappreciated at home. Oh, okay. You know, and she's she's the stupid one. She's the you know everybody makes fun of her. Okay, let's get on with Ron. Okay, George. so she so anyway. Uh, uh, he read, I'm these. Really he read these. He read these. Yes. 
And he hired me to write. Chris Thompson. Yes, Chris Thompson. All right, hired we've, me. we've lost the whole going into the hospital, meeting Chris. How do you convince? Oh my God. How do you convince Chris? Well, the the show is called The Road Taken, so we're trying to give people tools. How how you did what you did. So you're in the hospital, you meet Chris. How do you convince him to read your spec scripts? My girlfriend gave him was friends with him and gave him to Lord. Sounds knows like she was she worth our weight in gold, right there. Lord, Lord knows, but, but I, you know, I never asked questions. So the thing is, we're blaming the women, but on the other hand, it sounds like the woman is the one who gave you the little push to start your Absolutely. career. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. Right. Okay, she, so... She saved my life. She is, is responsible important. for my life and my livelihood. This is huge. You know... Do, you mean, want to say a, that, a thank you out that there? That woman, Kelly Corey, you are responsible for everything good that has ever happened to me. And I've had a lot of good things happen. Wow. So thank you. Wow. And oh, and so did she meet Gina Davis, Thelma and Louise at this time? No, she knew, uh, uh, she knew Chris. She knew Chris Thompson. Chris hung out at the improv. Okay. Where all the comedians hung out. Okay. Chris hung out there and, and, uh, um, she was a waitress there. Okay. So she was friends with him. She's pretty. Okay. She was friends with him. Okay. She gave him my script. Okay. He said, when he gets out, I have him call. Okay. Um, so what happened? So when I got out, uh, during that time, mm -hmm. <laughs> I did a terrible thing. No, not you, George. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I find that so hard to believe. I did a terrible. Thing. What did you do, George? I had sex with her best friend. Oh, while, George! While I, while I was still in the hospital. Oh, oh God! Me! Yeah. I'm going to confuse the audience because <laughs> I, I keep calling you George, but I'm afraid of this George. Um, oh shit! You know That's, that, yeah. That, that is that line from HUD? Anything but asshole will do. Anything but asshole will do. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like asshole fits. So, <laughs> so what happened? I'm drawing. Well, all right, but I but I want you to focus because we have a lot of story to get through, and the time is because right. we're we're gonna do the thing. We're, we're gonna do the spinning wheel, and you're gonna tell us a story on any famous person that anyone out there can name. That's but we're good. not gonna do that yet because first right. we gotta we gotta get your story out. Okay. Well, Chris Thompson. The the show is called Hard Knocks. Okay. It was. Only seen in like New York and LA. Okay. And and usually the the the, 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 the best story about it I can tell you is is I met Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. On an on an exclusive airplane. Okay. At the bar, it was big enough that it had a bar. It was okay. The MGM Grand Airline. Okay. It used to run like that, and, and I met Kelsey Grammer in the bar of this plane. And we started talking, and he said, you know, my favorite show is called Hard Knocks. It's on Showtime. Because I just saw an episode last week. It was the funniest thing I ever saw. And I go, what? And, and, and he goes, I was, the whole second act was one scene. He said, they never deviated from one long shot. Uh-huh. The whole second act, which is what I wanted. And, and, uh... And he said, I just, I've watched that over and over. I just think that is the most creative, interesting way to shoot. And he acted it out. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He was drunk enough that 
And you he, still haven't told him that you wrote it? He acted it up. Yes, I told him I wrote it. Oh. He still didn't care. He was like, that's the greatest writing I've seen on television. He goes, if you don't believe me, watch this. And then he acts the fucking thing out. That's pretty cool. Too bad and you don't have videotape of that. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, this guy is serious. Wow. <laughs> really all right, all right, I, I, all right. So, so you did that. You had you had Kelsey Grammer as a fan. Yeah. What happens from there? Because I heard okay. that you did a show. You had like shows like on every network. At one I point. did. I'm from there. Universal offered me an overall deal okay. to write and produce TV shows okay. for three years. And uh, how was your uh, focus then? Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> okay. No better, really. No, but I'm sure. I'm sure he was always this yeah. way. I kind of he's been this yeah. way all the time I've known him all the so, years. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, they gave me this deal. Yeah. That was the cushiest deal. Anybody yeah. could, of uh, my age. Okay. I mean, I was like the youngest person. Me and David Kelly were both wow. rising up at the same time, only David really loved to write. Mm. <laughs> As opposed to you? Yeah. Oh, okay. As totally opposed to me, who hates writing, who thinks it's just the most torturous thing. I had an office... After Universal. Wait, I, I'm, I'm getting all these people saying that they love me and I am a perfect woman. I just want to acknowledge <laughs> Rob Shapiro and Bruno. Thank you, darlings. Okay, go back. Bruno I'm sorry. said it in several different languages. In several languages? Wow. Okay. Is that just for putting up with me? Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm stupefied. But but I thank you. Um, do you like my new hair, too? Oh, Venables. Okay, Ruby Begonia, Salon. 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 I know what a salon is. Saloon. I, saloon. I'm, no, it's not saloon. <laughs> but anyway. that's where Ron went. All right, so I'm getting, I'm with Ron and I'm getting distracted. I'm sorry. I went, okay. to, the, I went to the barbershop that had the, the painting of the outsiders. Okay, but wait, you have to tell, you, you have to tell your, uh, we're, we're digressing. Yeah. Ron, what did you do today? For the first time in your life since you well, were 12. Well, not today, All right, but, but last week. What did you do for the first time since you were 12? I went to a barber shop and got a haircut. He has not had anybody cut his hair. Why, Ron? Since my mother took me to the barber shop for what I thought was like a little trim yeah. of my beautiful red hair that I actually liked, even yeah. though it made me, because it made me different, you know? Yeah. So I liked it. She took it and gave me a crew cut. A Kruka. And that traumatized you for how many years? Well, many. 12 to 59. Pretty long time. <laughs> so he just had, this is his Nine. first nice, but you it's should try. 50 years. You should try Nicole at Ruby Begonia Salon. Okay, Salon. Okay. You can only so, do so much with She'll this, give you yeah. feathers. She'll give, well, no, she's not my, she did put in feathers. She did put in new feathers for me. Okay, so that's right. So, all right. So. So they gave you this sweet deal at Universal. Sweet. Now and parking what next to Donald Belisario and, you know, offices, you know, these, these great offices. They give you a secretary from the secretarial pool. I, you know, I always wanted one of those. I've never even heard of such a thing. Oh, you know, uh, well, didn't you ever watch your death set? Didn't you ever watch? <laughs> Speaking of the Beverly Hillbillies, I'm segue again. You know Buddy Epson from the Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. right? Jed. 
Well, his daughter, Kiki Epson, is going to be here live in the room where it happens on January 2nd with Ed Asner. And she's going to be playing. Wow. And also Sue Kalinske, who I met with you I at the Great Fest at the Masters, she's going to be here that day also. So you should come yeah, to Why do you have Stan Lee's daughter? I would she love to. She loves to read. Okay, so, so anyway, so get back. So Universal gives you a sweet deal. You have a secretary from the secretary's pool. What are you writing while you have your sweet deal? I, I go, they make meetings for me. Yeah. The, the woman that really found me yeah. and gave me the deal was the vice president of television at the time, a woman named Barbara Roman. Okay, I know, Bass. Yes. Yes. Who? The Green there, Room, Paul Provenza. Right, did okay. produce The Green Room with mm -hmm. Paul Provenza and uh, does that, that show, what's that show? Comic melt. The, uh, the one where they they go in without a script and they yeah they yeah. look at the wall. Yeah, I can't remember what it's oh, called. God. Anyway, go Earth. ahead. Well, it'll the come. Barbara Roman is, is, is you know another Cali Corey for me. Uh, Ooh. So so, I mean not the romantic part. Oh, of it, that she did a lot for your career. She, so much. Women have that's what you know. Women have always found me when. Share, Jodie Foster. Know, we'll get to that. My own mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. But what? What? Did, wait. Let's stop here. What did your? What did? You, what did your mother think of you as a? Did she appreciate? She, no, no. She. She didn't. You know. She didn't like me. She. I want. You know. The chances of me being her kid are very slim. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean. That, 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 <laughs> You know, when, when I was a little boy, I faked being sick, and I looked through all their valuable shit, and I found two birth certificates for me. Is that so? Yeah. And w was it different moms on each one? There was no mom on one, and her name on the other. This is an interesting story. And then some years later, yeah. I heisted their, you know, box of treasures, and, yeah. and looked, and the, that birth certificate was gone. Okay, so so do you so exist? mother of Ron, who was <laughs> uh, who might have been named George at the time, um, he's looking for you. The, come come I'm claim not, him. No, I'm no, not looking not. for you. I'm not looking for you. Okay, so he's scratching I, his I, back I like, like a like, cat. I like more. better the, the the moms I've had in life. Okay, so so Babs Roman does uh, she she what does she, she do? She find she gives me the basically you know. Brings me to Universal, okay, and says, you know, you got to read this guy's stuff. And I, when I, when I was doing Hard Knocks, right, I was also writing pilot, okay, because I really wanted my own show, okay, you know, and and, and so I was always writing pilot, mm -hmm. and I'd written this really great pilot, and I thought it was great, anyway. uh -huh. and and uh, uh, she read it. Mm -hmm. Read my hard knocks scripts or saw my hard knocks show, right. whatever, and offered me, uh, you know, went to her bosses and said, We've, you know, You've already got the deal and the secretary. Right. Come on. What happened okay. after that? After that, I, uh, I started writing like anything. I'd go to the upstairs floor. Yeah. Anything Barbara, Brad, or this one or that one said to write, I'd write it. Okay. You know, and, so and what kind of stuff was that back in the, in the pilots, day? Pilots. Everything, everything was, was a pilot. I'd always okay. go up with an idea. Okay. And I'd pitch them the idea. Okay. And they'd say, you know, we love that. Okay. Do it. 
So what got on the air? Let's let's cut to the chase. The only thing that got on the air was a show called Doctor Paradise. Okay. Starring Frank Langella. Well, Frank Langella. But, and and it was the only sitcom you'll ever, ever see of Frank Langella. <laughs> How long did it last? It didn't. We oh, it was just a pilot. We shot it. Mm -hmm. They aired it mm -hmm. on some, you know, CBS, you know, shows that didn't make it or something. You right. know, maybe. shows we wish we could watch. Uh, um, and then that was it. Okay, so let's get to the success. So, ha so what's the first? I was well, there is success there because I was making a lot of money. You're making a lot of money, which is a a wonderful. I'm thing. exceeding my deal limit. Wow. You know, so so the money that they gave me to be there, mm -hmm. I'm writing, I'm selling, I'm going to the networks, and I'm selling. I was, the, I was the only person mm -hmm. of the da that day right. that sold a pilot at every, all four networks. So it's Gabe Adelson told me the week. truth. Okay. One week. In one, in one way, this is the, this is the, this is what I heard. Yes. Who does that? Nobody, nobody Nobody's did that. Ever he done was the it. first. Nobody's Doesn't he seem it. like the kind of person that would sell four shows to four networks? Four or three? How many networks were there? Four. Four. Well, Fox. ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox? Fox. Fox. Okay, so what were the shows that you sold to each network? Dr. Paradise to CBS. Yeah. A show called... Like a Rolling Stone to NBC. Okay. What's the other network? Uh, ABC. ABC, a show called uh, uh, um, uh, The Last Don. Okay, and Fox? And Fox, a show called The Professor. Okay, so now all of you sold all these shows. They all got made into pilot. All the pilots got made. Yeah. None of them went to series. Correct. Okay, but but you did work on series, subsequently. I, I did. What's the first series you got after that? Gosh. Or um, some of them. Was where was Seventh Heaven and all that? I don't even know. It was. Well, I didn't know what year. Nineteen ninety-five. Okay, but that was a big success for you, Seventh Heaven. You were there a long time. I wasn't. Oh. I I I the the. The Bad Mother. <laughs> okay. Brenda Hampton. Ooh, naming names. Um, the Bad Mother. Yes. Uh, uh, would not. Um, would not ag uh, agree to the terms of the deal we made when I signed on to do the show for the second season. The bad mother. Wait, wait, how did your mother get into this? Brenda Hampton is the bad mother. Oh, he means the Okay. Thank you. The female figures in his life. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I, uh, I, okay. I, I'm actually joining all this stuff. Thank if, you. If you could try to follow. Okay. It might be nice. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's that acid eye drop. This is the windiest road we've ever taken. <laughs> it is. It's a windy road. This is the windy road taken. Oh, the crooked so windy road taken. Dragging you, okay. Grinding uh, Okay. All right. So, so go ahead. Go ahead with the story. I uh, can't I'm, remember the story. Okay, now. you were on Seventh Heaven. Oh yeah. Where we're talking about Seventh so Heaven. So she says, you know, no, you can't. You know, the second season. Yeah. No, you can't direct your own episode. Okay. Um. No, you can't be the executive producer. You can be the co-executive producer again. Okay. 
Um, and no, you can never go down on the set. Wow. And uh, Stephen was a friend that went in too. Yeah, way. I loved him. I know where he is. If you, if, if you were of a mind to get in touch with him, this would be the, dra the dramatic portion of the show. <laughs> if you were in a mind to get in touch with him. I have his phone number. You could, you could even text him. Uh -huh. He's working very hard on himself. And he was when I knew him too. And, and that, what, that thing that happened happened many, many years ago. He was very right. young. Right. Made and a very bad error in judgment. Well, and not expecting it to be taped during a therapy yes. session either. Yes, yes. But still, he did it. Yes. You know, the fact that he did it and he admitted he did it is, is terrible. Yeah. But I forgive him. Okay. Because I'm, you know, I know I'm capable of a terrible thing. Like what? Like like. I don't know. I could. Kill. Do you have a closet full of babies or something? <laughs> no, but, but what terrible thing could you do, George? I, I could kill someone. Oh God! If someone threatened someone I love, I would kill them. Okay, let's not actually put that out in the world right now. Um, let's go back. Let's focus on the lighter well, side. That's the way like Virginia Woolf. No, that's the way it should be. All right, wait. All right, let, let's get back. Okay, to, the other thing I believe is. Yeah. If, if the entire earth, this will be part of my presidential <laughs> run, but if the entire earth Your platform. simply followed the Ten Commandments. See, that's all Roy Moore was at. Okay, come on. I say not the Ten Commandments. I say the 12 steps. The 12 steps of recovery, if everybody did those and the 12 principles and the 12 traditions, this world but would be perfect. But they wouldn't exist if not for the Ten Commandments. Well, this is true. So take the Ten Commandments and make it the law you coveted of the thy world. You coveted thy neighbor's wife. When did I covet my neighbor's well, You just wife. told me that you slept with her best friend. But when she you wasn't were... married. Oh, okay. And they were anyway. neighbors. And they were neighbors. Yeah. All right. Never mind. All right. Let's 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 reel it back in and get back on career. But, let's let's get back to your career. But I think it's interesting. That, it is interesting. To talk about what you know that the 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 world would be such a better place. Well, I I agree with you on that. We're going to get to your to your presidential platform in a bit. For now, we're talking about the road. So you're going. You're having all. You had success, though. You did work on shows that you worked on yeah. Action with Jay Moore. Yeah. Yes. On VIP. Yeah. The John Larroquette Show. Yeah. Um, what else were you on, Ron? Let's see. I'm I'm, ra I'm uh, racking my I brain. I did this today. horrible uh, show with Brian Keith. What was that? The Family Affair. I love to, Brian uh, Keith. I'm trying to remember what it was called. All I can think of is Farm Aid, <laughs> but it wasn't that. Um, it was, uh, I don't know, I don't know what it's called. It was at Whit Thomas. It was called Hayseed or something like that. All yeah. right, all right. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna go from, from your shows. I just want to put out there to everybody in Facebook. But I wrote a Simpsons last year. Which we're going to talk about in a minute. I want to give, the, I want to plant a seed so they can start responding so that Louise can let us know when we get to it. Ron claims that you can name any celebrity prior to what year? For, uh, 2000? 2000. Any celebrity prior to the year 2000 who was around prior to the... So, so in other words, we're not talking Beyonce and whatever. And he'll have a story about them. So for any of you out First there... First person or second person? The, 
they'll either be the first person or the second person. Okay, so so um, first person stories or second person stories. Okay, I got you. So anybody out there, if you have anybody that you're interested in hearing a story about, just put it up there and Louise will let us know when we get to that point and, and then Ron will tell us some stories. But in the meantime, we'll get back to your career. So. So, how did The Simpsons come about of late? Because that was really recently. Yes. Okay, how'd that happen? I called Al Jean. Okay. The runner of The Simpsons. Okay. And, show runner. That would be the person and, who runs uh, the show. Yes, but people would know runner. Well, I don't know. Runner, you know, they're not all show busy people out there. Well, I know, but with runner, I was trying to. To that could be a non-show It could be Papadopoulos, the coffee. <laughs> All right, fine. The, the, the person who's responsible runner. for running it's the, the boss. It's the boss. Yeah, the boss. I man. called the boss. Okay. And I said, and I I happened to know that he was a fan of my my comic book stuff. Okay. My graphic novels. Which which Ron also does graphic novels for Marvel. Okay. And he had read the Rawhide Kid stuff and mm -hmm. some of my Spider, one of my the Spider-Man book I did, which I put Sam Simon and Jennifer Tilly in. Nice. Um, among others, mm -hmm. but but uh, it's just a funny story. It was like a special giant size Spider-Man. You know? It's a funny story. Let's stay on this story though for a minute. So, so how did you get The Simpsons? So you gave him. He saw your graphic novel. Stuff. So so he saw the graphic novel. So I called him up and I and I said, you know what, Al, I need some money. Give me a show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm poor. Okay. I'm living in a place that's too much money for me. Yeah. Can I have an episode? And he said, of course you can. Boy, it must be nice to be in a position where you can call the showrunner of The Simpsons. It doesn't work. That's the that. it doesn't, only <laughs> person that I would dare, dare to call. Although I've dared and asked for a job. <laughs> yeah. But I've never called anybody specifically and said, give me an episode of something. Um, maybe I should. Yeah, uh, maybe you should. Uh, You've got a good track record. So, uh, you know, so he goes, he goes well... Sure. You know, I have um, to watch. Tell, the episode is said, called The Cat in the Hat, right? He said, come up with a story. Uh -huh. You come up with a story I like. Okay. After 28 years. Because you come up with a story we haven't done. And, buddy, you got yourself, you got yourself an episode. All right. So, I called him up and I pitched him two stories. Mm -hmm. The first one, he said... I'm sorry, but it's a story we're doing this season. Wow, that <laughs> happens. Yeah. And and I said, what about the second story? He said, write it. Wow. Nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, so you had a Simpson. So the last show that I remember that you did that comes to mind was one uh, was it was a kids show. Oh um, God. What what was that called? Shake it up. Shake it up, and you did that with a co-producer, as I recall, named. Is that so? She was not the co-producer. What was she? My girlfriend. I know she was your girlfriend. Didn't she have time. something to do with the show? No. Oh, I thought she no. had something to do with the show. No, she did something with the girl who became very, apparently very famous, Zendaya. Oh, my kids know Zendaya, yes. She did some something with her. <clears throat> okay. I don't know what. 
Oh, but she had nothing but, but to do with your that, show. It was that another. She she used to come and visit. Okay, so now wait. So you know, we, now we got to get to a couple of juicy stories. We, you can tell as little or as much as you want of them. You threw the name Jodie Foster at me. I had no idea that you had any relationship <laughs> with her. What's that about? Well, now that she's out. out okay. There was a time when she was out and in. Yeah. And she even told me thirty, you know, a month out of the year. Yeah. She 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 said she she, she would hop the fence. Really? For a month out of the year. Uh-huh. And her favorite guy was, Ju who's the father of her kids, one of the fathers of her kids, mm -hmm. Ju Julian Sand. Okay. Oh, yeah. An actor. Yeah, I know who he that is. Uh-huh. He's very handsome. He's blonde. Yes. Yeah. So I think he's the father of some of the kids. <laughs> I was a little hurt that I wasn't actually the father <laughs> Yeah. And How did you know I'm Jody? I'm not sure I'm, well, I wasn't. How, do you, how, do you know, how did you meet Jody? I met Jody through the oddest synchronicity experience of my life. Let's hear it. I was in the Parker Meridian Hotel in New York. Mm -hmm. Like the spoiled brat that I was. I was about 30, 31. Making a lot of money. Making a lot of money, spending a lot of money, you know, being a big shot. And, and uh... And I, I'm I'm in this fancy hotel, mm -hmm. and I'm reading the the you know the the movie page, and I see this movie this ad for a movie called Stealing Home, and it said it stars Jodie Foster and Mark Harmon. Yeah. And the, and it was like this ghostly picture of Jodie. Yeah. With a little picture of Mark Harmon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And this beautiful, you know, sort of ghosted picture. Okay, what year is this approximately? Is this the 90s? Yes. Okay. It's for sure the 90s. Okay. It, it's, it might even be the early 90s. Okay. So, uh, so I'm looking at this ad. Okay. Before I go to bed, I'm, I'm in my bed looking at this ad and I think to myself, boy, she's pretty. Gee, she, know, uh, she is. Everybody says she's gay, but back then but, you knew. But, I don't think yeah. I knew. Did you know back then? I don't think yeah. I knew I, back I, then. I, I didn't think about those types of things. Well, I knew. I knew because because my Marjorie, my right. partner, was mm -hmm. gay, and okay. so she knew everything. Right. So she was like, I was like, you know, Marjorie says she's gay, but they say everybody's gay. What if she's not? You know. What if she's the girl for me? This is the, this is the hope of love. Ah, it's what kills you. Ah, it's everybody what was kills kind of you. Foster, right? Yeah, I think so. except that I folded up the thing, fell asleep, got up, went to the private terminal for the MGM Airlines, was sitting there reading the paper again, looking at the same picture, and Jodie Foster came in and oh. sat down right across from her. Oh, <laughs> that's a god shot right there. He conjured her. Meant to be, manifested her. Yeah. He manifested her. <laughs> okay, and? Okay, now, in my Jungian way, which yeah. I'm very into at the yes. time, I'm, I'm super Jungian. Jungian, okay. So, yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, it doesn't mean you're supposed to meet Jodie Foster. Mm -hmm. It means she has something for you. Wow. She represents something. Okay. 
that, at least a that, lesson that, that right yeah that you need in your life it okay. doesn't mean you need to meet Jodie Foster <laughs> you don't have to fuck Jodie Foster you don't have to you know do anything with you you don't ever have to know Jodie Foster it's okay fine. you know you're meeting this this is the moment right so okay. I'm thinking of that okay this is the moment the moment you know what does Jodie Foster mean to me now. Back then, you could smoke in the airport. Yeah. So I'm smoke. I'm 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 smoking a cigarette. So I'm the last one on the plane. I finish up my cigarette and I go. The girl takes me to my seat. Boom! Next, next to, to Jodie Foster. Foster. <laughs> are you first class? Of course you are. Yeah. No, the whole no. plane. Is oh, first it's MGM. Okay. The whole plane. Is first okay. So you got to speed this story up. We got other uh, stories. We're almost at the end. Yeah, we're, we're already get to share with my girlfriend. Yeah, we got to get to share as your girlfriend. Right, so hurry right, up. Right, Give right. us the Jody story. The Jody story is is we talked through the whole plane ride and and she asked me what I like to read and I pulled out a bunch of comic books from my bag and said like this and I said what do you like to read? And she goes, well you know I usually read epic novels. Okay, it's always been my thing, but in New York. A friend gave me a book, and I haven't been able to stop reading it. And it's the greatest book. It's it's a nonfiction book, which I usually do not mess with. And she pulls it out, and it's Memories, Dreams, and Reflections, the Autobiography of Carl Jung. Oh, my goodness. Okay, this is getting really weird. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I'm like, uh... Do you want to go out with me? <laughs> <laughs> so what happens? Does she do it? She goes, yeah. And I said, okay, but, but... He gets, like, every... What you wouldn't know. He like, girl. But he, in the hospital. He gets he every gets, girl. Yeah. This gets every girl. <laughs> it's mind-boggling. He's good. He's good. Like Howard Stern. Uh, it's, it's, it's the same thing. No, but Howard doesn't get the girl. He, no, he, he gets says the, the same thing about me. Oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, yes. He was also on Howard Stern. That's a whole nother life that Ron had. Okay, so so, so you 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 have a relationship with Jodie Foster. And she tells me up front, it's going to be about a month, and then I'm going to go back to my real life, which is women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's very upfront. So. And she says, you know, and 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 I'll. Uh, and she said, I'll be a. This is, this is what she said to me. She goes, I'll be a smile on your face. Your friends don't understand. Oh, wow. I really like this story. And All right, so 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 so, are you still friends with Jody? No, but no. I, I suppose if I email her, I see the smile. Yeah. When was the last time you saw her? I haven't seen her in thirty years. Since that, since that month. Since not since that month. Wow, was she, she was like a really big star. No, I saw her at Isai Morales's Oscar party. Oh wow. Years and years later. Okay. And she was walking in and I was walking out and, and, and as we crossed I mm -hmm. said I said, Don't worry, you're just a smile uh on your on your face that your nobody understands. And she looked at me and smiled and that was it. Alright. I'm liking the story. Okay, so let's get to share. So this is really bizarre because the two degrees of separation thing, um you I mean, that's a weird way to meet somebody. Okay, so how'd you meet Cher? <sighs> Facebook. That's how I met Cher. She just doesn't know 
Okay, so how did you get her attention on Facebook? I wrote something on a mutual friend, uh, well, who I should say, Lori Rodkin. Mm -hmm. The famous jewelry, jewelry designer. designer. Okay. Um, she, I wrote something on Lori's page uh -huh. that she thought was funny. And she looked at my page mm -hmm. and thought it was funny. And then said to Lori, who, what's the deal with this guy? You know, is he all right? She, I guess, said, yeah, he's all right. So, now her name on Facebook is not... Share. Like, you're right. Don't tell us. <laughs> right. So, and, and the picture is tiny. Yeah, they, they tend to be that and, way. And I, and, and, and I tend to always go into the picture. Oh, you um, look at people's pictures, right? right of course. That men, because men are visual. Give Women read the copy me and then look at the pictures. Right. This is the Give me, where's the profile pictures? Yeah. Profile pictures, where is the profile pictures? Yes. Where is the okay. So, but with her, because she was so funny. Yeah. And smart mm -hmm. and interesting. I made a, a choice to not go into her picture. Nice. I said, you know what? Yeah, she looks kind of like Cher, with, <laughs> with, with the cowboy hat in the mountains and the long black hair. So do a lot of guys. <laughs> but I was like, but so what? I, you know, Cher's not a bad looking woman. You know, I, I, I could, I've never been like like a Cher guy. Okay. I've never been a Cher fan. Okay. I've never been like a Cher guy that sort of got her. Well, you're not gay. Most right. of Cher's guys are gay. That's true. Okay. So... Uh, Most of the guys. She has a lot of women, but yeah. Okay. Um, so, so a lot of girls. A lot of girls. A lot of girls. Lot of girls. She Cher is. is beautiful. She is. She is. And, and in the Sunny and Cher days, I, everybody was a Cher. She is. Right? Truly, we all were Cher fans in Sunny and Cher she days. She is truly oh, a beautiful girl. Yeah, I mean, well, I, you know, but, but I mean, in those days, she was very, very, very well, she, mainstream. She was the, she was the, the icon. Yeah. Of fashion, yes, and, and, of, of, yes, and not a fact of glamour, absolutely and knowing herself, and 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 you also know. just being she was the biggest risk taker, balls to the walls, yeah. fearless. She was she was like the opposite of Jane Fonda, Aww, you know. While Jane, while, while Jane, you know, went went full throttle, Hanoi Jane, yeah. Cher went full throttle, Cher. And she created an, an indelible image for herself, the yeah. same way Jane Fonda did. Except Jane was hated by most of the country. Well, there, there was a time, Cher was not, not, not exactly adored. <laughs> and, uh, she, when she did the Cher show without Sonny, mm -hmm. she was hated. People, people hated that show. And All right, let's get out of share and let's get to you and share. Okay. Okay. So, so you guys start writing to each other on Facebook. Right. We're writing to each other on Facebook. That I will in, vouch for how funny you are. That turned into. I know email. you can't tell that now. He, one of the funniest people on the planet. Truly. Yes. Okay. That turned into. That's how he gets all these women. How do you, how do you know? Maybe these people. Maybe they think you're funny. Maybe they. Maybe they think you're amusing. I don't know. Maybe you do. Like ruining it. <laughs> so you're telling them not to find me funny. This I'm is not. That worked on chair. Let him go. Okay, go. Yeah. So let, let's hear. So we talk for uh, we 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 
we eventually we, we go from Facebook to email to text. And to, you haven't spoken yet. Mm -mm. And we've broken up once already. I've told her to go fuck herself already. Well, that sounds like a conversation with you I'm familiar with. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See? You're not the only one. I'm not the only not one. Alone. Okay. Um, I, before we had ever spoken a word, I had told her to go fuck herself. That sounds like the George I know. And, okay. and that I, I didn't care who she was. There you go. I didn't care who she was because I didn't know it was Cher. You still don't know it's Cher? No, I said go fuck yourself and I don't know it's Cher. What? And, and because she won't tell me. Do you and, ask? Like, and, hey, uh, oh, yeah, I'm asking. Share? I'm asking. What are you in the witness protection program? You can't say your name. What is your fucking name? You know. Who, How long are, is this going I'm, on that I'm, you don't know who she is? Three days. Okay, I thought we're talking a long time. Okay, and, three and, days. Okay. And, and I'm and I'm writing her friend. Mm -hmm. I'm going. What is what is her deal? Mm -hmm. Is she insane? What what is this? What is the story? She, okay, speed up. With, with George, it's, it's... And she's writing me back and she's going, what are you, an idiot? This is... The, these are the exact conversations... These are the exact conversations that we had, which is how we got to Virginia Woolf and George <laughs> and Martha. Because we were calling each other names like this. Yes, okay. She's like, what are you, an idiot? And, 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 I, and I was like, you know, fuck you. So you familiar. Know, you know, I, I I had offered her a room in my house because I thought she was like a, a stripper that looked like Cher. <laughs> this so is a movie. You need to write. I it. offered her a room in my home. All right, let's get to when you get the the reveal. Let's and get then, to the reveal. Okay, we're we're having this fight on the text, and then the phone rings. And, hello, you know. I'm getting goosebumps now because that voice, uh, yeah. as soon as you hear the here's, voice, you know. Here's a job you never want to do. Be a private detective. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic. <laughs> and did she sound like Cher when she said it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, God, that's so cool. So now are you, are, you, are you surprised or are you not so surprised? I was like, oh, I was, so, I, I was like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> What's going on here? I go, you're, you're Cher Cher. <laughs> like, Sonny and Cher Cher. And, and, and she goes, I will tell you once again, do not become a detective. <laughs> and, I, I, and I, I was like, Jesus, this is a really a lot to take in. You know? <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. And yeah, then, and but then I then I like totally grabbed it up, you know, and was like, and and got my I got my mojo back because I had it so good from the initial meet, meet, you know, that I was I was full of mojo. All right, and so I said, look. Um, you know, this is nice, talking on the phone is nice, and you know, old movies, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't want to meet me, this is a waste of your and my time. Pretty ballsy. Mm -hmm. and, and I said, you know, I really want to meet you. I really wanted to meet you on Facebook. I really wanted to meet you in the emails and the text. And I still really want to meet you. And, and, and I go, 
despite who you are. <laughs> and and, uh, and she says, okay, uh, you're right. I have an apartment in the town. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I gave you the description. And said, Come over Thursday night for dinner. And uh, you know, it's a pain in the ass for me to go out. So, so I went over there Thursday night for dinner. And basically, in a strange way, even though I kept my own home, mm -hmm. I spent the next five years of my life with oh. her in Malibu. Yes, she, yes, he wow. is, and I knew him through this time, so I can vouch for that that oh is the truth. Gosh. And it became legend. I remember we were at a memorial, and um, all anybody was talking about was that Ron was Cher's boyfriend, Ron, which was like, everybody, Cher. everybody was this like, is the this, this is like a story. This is, this is fable. This it's cannot the be the truth. Now, a lot of people, by the way, said it was perfect. Okay. That we the, the that it was a perfect thing. Okay. That I end up with Cher. Yeah. You know that that, that of all the people, I did not think it was. I thought Kim Basinger was perfect. <laughs> nice. Um, hey. I, uh, Alec might not agree with you, but anyway. Um, okay. I, so, I've said it many times. Okay. So. So you've had this. You had this romance with Cher. Yes. Um. Has anybody said anything about it? Has anybody thrown a name out that they'd like a story about? Oh, Ryan O'Neill, big time. Ryan O'Neill. Yeah. You got a Ryan O'Neill story? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Well, we're I, gonna we're gonna have to. We got, I wish I could remember the name of the gentleman who suggested it several times, but it has scrolled up. And if you start scrolling, I'm not seeing any of the comments on my Facebook for yeah. some reason. I, I have like four I comments and I can't I see beyond that. I don't know why, but sure. I'm not seeing the comments. I don't know. Probably why that someone is. I know. No, I don't know if it's somebody you know. Someone knows that there's a Ryan O'Neill story. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it's Jared it's, or Jared or both. Oh, uh, here. Get him to tell the Ryan O'Neill yeah. screaming and crying story. It's Adam Jared Smith. Right. I know that. Okay. And then Glenn Farrington says nothing was funnier than he when he worked the cheese counter in D.C. <laughs> All right. And then Vonda says, love you always, Mr. Zimmerman. Okay, so let's have the Ryan O'Neill story. Okay, the Ryan O'Neill story was, Hi, Glenn. I did a series, uh, a very innovative series, created by Alan's White Bell. I love Alan's White Bell. Alan's, Alan's been with us in the living room on here. I, we love Alan. Alan is the greatest ever. He's the only person that's done the road taken twice, as a matter of fact, live in New York and on the, with the us. Best, yeah. The best guy ever. He's fabulous, yes. And, I, I I didn't realize it at the time because I was I was besieged by Ryan and Farrah. We were all wait besieged. Where where are you? Oh show it was a show in the early nineties yeah. called Oh the uh, sitcom they did. Not funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was called Not Remember funny. that? Um, I, God, whatever. I can't whatever. Remember the name of it. You Do know, you have your phone? The interesting, the, the interesting thing about no. it Okay, I'll look on here. The interesting thing yeah. about it is that, and Alan always said this, and was was right. Yeah. If you watch any of the thirteen episodes, of that not show, good sports. Good sport. Okay, there we go. And I used to say it's called good sports because nobody is one. Ooh. Um, 
So Ryan and Farrow have I, been a thing for a while when the, when yeah, the show is on? They were already a tabloid. Okay. Sensation. Okay. And my friend, a better writer, Chris Thompson, yes. said, this show will never succeed. Okay. Because you can never make up shit weirder and funnier <laughs> than what you read about them in the tabloids. <laughs> so you'll never be able to top what they do to each other. In real life. In real life. Oh. I think that's a really good point. And, and I should have told Alan, and I didn't. You mm. know, I should have told him, like, there's got to be another way to go. Uh-huh. Instead of this, you know, at odds. But, right. Then butting heads. And, but, but too late. So, but one day Ryan uh, and Farrah came in for the table reading, which is the script reading, so everybody gets an idea. All the people are there. This network and everybody gets an idea of what their job for that show is going to be. So they do, they know what a runner is, but they don't know what a table read is. Okay. I'm explaining. <laughs> okay. We got the table read. They come in okay. for the table read. They come in, they each have Kleenex on their noses. And they each have a bottle of champagne trying to hide behind their legs. And they walk in and they say, at this exact same time, we have colds. <laughs> We're from France. Did they get married that day or something? No. Okay. We're they from had France. so much cocaine in their <gasps> noses. Oh! <laughs> that they had to cover them because it was so much cocaine. They had stuck their heads in piles of cocaine. Oh, God. And so... Uh, Who am I to judge? I had my day, but not like that. But I didn't have enough money to so, do it like that. So they walk into the to the room, and and me and the assistant director, a black kid. I'm that's a, that's I mean, very I'm a politically kid. incorrect. I'm a kid, Mr. Zimmerman, running what? for president. A black kid? Yeah. An African American kid? All right. A black kid, and uh, um. You've got a platform to protect now. Yeah. Yeah, but, but unfortunately, black people call themselves black people like Jews call themselves Jews, so yes. I can't fight either one until. Until you're president. Until you're president. <laughs> yeah, until you're president. All right, I'll tell you a story. Go ahead, let's hear the rest of the story. So. His name is Adam, let's just call him Adam. So he runs. So he says, he sits down. And he sees me and the assistant director standing there, and we're smoking. Back then, you could smoke, right? right. So, so we're on the last puff of cigarettes to put out, sit down in our chairs. And he says, "Ah, look at that! The nigger and the kike won't sit down with the rest of us." Oh, oh no! Come no. on! No, come on! And he said some horrible wow. things in the press. I mean, he. Wow. wow. That's crazy. And I walked up to him and I said, you, outside. Did you really? Because <laughs> I had gone to Bernie Wilson and Brad Gray ten times before and said, the racism, the anti-Semitism that he spews has to stop. Oh my God. And you guys need to stop it or I will. Right. And don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Bernie, Bernie Wilson, Bernie Wilson. It's a non issue! <laughs> it's a non issue! And uh, he'd be great if, if for Ed Asner to play him. Yes. Um, yes. I could see that. 
It's a non-issue. Okay, tell us so, the rest of the story. Okay, so we're already like a half hour overtime. Tell us the story. Okay, so 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 I say outside. I walk outside to the parking lot, and he comes out. He's got a script in one hand, and he comes out, and he his arm it backs up a little bit, and it was enough to make me think he was going to throw a punch. Throw a punch. So I took my Wait, arm. Wait, no, you have to stay over oh. here or we won't be able to see you. I took my arm. Watch the soda. And I... Watch the water. I, I, okay. And I hit him in the chest as hard as I could. Like right in the chest plate. Yeah. As hard as I could because somebody had told me once that, that can knock the air out of someone. Which it did. But he was a boxer in the main event. He was a boxer. <laughs> He was a boxer. He was a boxer real for life. real. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's why I hit him because I didn't want him to start fucking. I, yeah. How could you fuck with a boxer? Me. That's like. Yeah. You know, because I was mad. So what happened? So what happened? He started to cry. Oh come on! He broke down and cried. It's a very strange story. And and said, you know, I'm so sorry. You're the only one on this show I even like. <laughs> Oh my God! And now you hate me, and my kids all hate me. They hate my guts because my own daughter hates my guts. And he's crying and weeping and carrying on. This is a sad story. And and it is incredibly sad. And I'm like I'm like oh, you know. And I said Ryan, look, you just you gotta watch your language on the set. You know you can't speak like that to people you know you can't no names no nothing just cool out now go to your dressing room chill out for a minute he's telling ryan o'neill what to do and we'll be on the stage you know no big deal it doesn't have to be a big deal okay okay and then he starts to walk away he goes but you did hit me And I said, yes, because I thought you were going to hit me. Said, yeah, I probably would. And then he starts walking to his dressing room, and I start walking to the stage. And all of a sudden, I feel something hit me in the, in the you know, whatever that area is called, between the, the in between your breast bones, you yeah. know, the shoulder blades. Something hit me really hard. And it was a script. And he was at the door of his dressing room, and he said, "And why don't you make that funny, motherfucker?" Wow. And laughed, and ran in his dressing room and locked the door and pulled down the shade and all that shit. Okay, and, that is a really sad. And of course, I'm I'm sadder still. Within three minutes. I'm kicking the door. I'm banging the window. Get out of here! Get out of here, you motherfucker! I'll kill you! I'll kill you! I'll fucking kill you! And uh, uh, and then that night, he tried to run me over in his Rolls Royce. Wow! I had to this run. This is a crazy I story. Run, I had to run down an alley. In, Who told in, him to tell this stage. story? Adam. 
Adam Jared Smith. Adam Jared Smith. Uh, this is one crazy story you asked for, yeah. I run down down a, 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 an alley. Yeah. And jump through a window pane. Serious. Before he ran me over in his Rolls Royce. Oh my God. He's a broken human. Oh. Adam yeah. Adam Jared Smith said I'm black. By the way. <laughs> Um, and, and, and Nora Murphy says she misses you and knows all your stories. Uh, okay, so we don't have time for more stories, because we, we have to wrap up with Ron, so, or George, or whatever you are. So we're going to give like five minutes to your presidential platform, and then we want to talk about it, and I want you to have this in the back of your mind. What do you think are the tools that you used? To be to, to to be successful. How did you do that? In fact, let's start there. Yeah. How did you do? Effort. How did you do that? What do you think? It would. It was it luck. Was it kismet? Was it young? What the hell was it? What was going on there? As far as the work goes. Yes. Because I managed to, I managed a tremendous outpouring of work. Yes. How? What? While I was running around with every woman that I found attractive and going to every premiere and every party and everything I was invited to and not invited to. Brad Pitt has nothing on you. Brad Pitt, read, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt read for my first pilot and I took him to the network and, and begged them to hire him. And they wouldn't and hire him. And he was Brad in your girlfriend's Pitt. movie. That's where he made his big Brad, splash in film Brad. and movies. Yeah, that's yeah. where Brad started. Thank God, because he had to do a lot of uh, bad sitcoms before he got that. Okay, so let's get back to you. So you had so one thing you did was you were prolific as shit, right? You did a lot of writing. What, what I didn't do was I never got into a click. Okay. Like a Judd Apatow kind of click. Okay. You know, or or Chuck Lorre kind of click. Okay. Those are the guys that make the big serious money. So what what were, what were well their clicks? Their 60s. What were their clicks? Like who were what kind of people were in their inner circle that made their click? God, I you know I, I wouldn't even know their names. Okay. I, I would just know. I mean, The Simpsons. I know some of the, some of the guys. Okay. There, so you could say some of their names. But I mean, I walked in just as a goof. Mm -hmm. I went in the writers' room of Fuller House. Okay. And there's Jeff Franklin, okay. the creator. Okay. And he's holding court over, I would say, at least 12 Simpsons writers. And we're talking the best writers right. in the business. Right. And they're writing this shit. <laughs> I mean, you because, know. Because it's him. I, I don't know. Okay. I really, I truly don't know. I, I don't think it's because it's him. Maybe, maybe he asked and they came. I don't know. I'd like to think that that would be. All a right. Good... Let let let's foc Let's get back to focusing on you. What 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 is it about your journey? What is it about this thing? You, prolific. You did a lot of writing. Work so for if you want to be in show business. Tell them. If you want to be in show business. You have to be compelled to be in show business. You okay. have to, you have to, you, it has to be like more important than anything else. Even women? 
even women, which is why I failed. Oh, but you didn't fail, but. I didn't, I failed in that I didn't make Judd Apatow money, which mm -hmm. I could have. Mm -hmm. I didn't make Chuck Lorre money, which I could have. Mm -hmm. You know, I So made, you think the thing that got in your way was women? Absolutely. absolutely. So women made your career, but they also broke your career. Totally. Wow. That's, totally. right? Yeah. Women, it's all about the women. Yeah, and, and for somebody like him, not and, for everybody, right? And 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 you know, I mean, I know a lot of women that just write like crazy. Carol Lever. Okay. She writes a lot. I don't know what Carol does, but She's, but yeah, but, go ahead. but but, uh, but I mean somebody like Sarah Silverman. Okay. Who is driven? Yes. Beyond driven. Yes. It's like fine. Give me a. Fucking hula show then. As long as I have my say, yeah. then I'm fine with whatever it is. Just give me my soapbox. Yeah. You know, give me my say. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, that, in a lot of ways, that's how Bill Maher ended up being a. a Ron a and Bill are very, very close friends. It's it's like how, how Bill ended up being, you know, a, a kind of a. a cheesy sitcom actor mm -hmm. to inventing his own format. Mm -hmm. Hey, what if I just sat around having coffee with some guys? You mm -hmm. know, that was the original intent of the show. Mm -hmm. And and uh, but then once it got on, driven. Mm -hmm. You know, so you didn't lots have lots of women. So you you didn't have that drive. No, you didn't. Cher have does. Mm -hmm. Obviously. Cher has that drive. Mm -hmm. I, if I'd have that drive, I'd probably still be willing. Okay. But I don't. I don't have that ambition. I don't have that drive. And so you had just enough, though, to have a lot of success, yeah. make a lot of money, yeah. um, have a lot of stories to tell, meet, know everybody. Yeah. And, and you are, Ron is extremely beloved, I will add. I, I don't know anybody who knows you, who doesn't adore you. And also hate your guts, Some sure. women. But um, but 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 not one of them can put a uh, a a bad behavior no thing on me. No, I got not no one. I know he, he's a, also a tremendous gentleman. In a I will life, say that. in yeah. a life of being a, a, a loving a, women, a, a, unusually an unusual ladies' man. Never, nobody. They could. They let them. Let them, you know, crawl in the dirt looking for something on me. They will never find it. And that is why he's running for president. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's discuss. They'll find plenty of other shit, but they will not. There will be no me too's on this guy. And I will vouch for the fact I'll that the biggest gentleman always opens the doors. Pays for the day, does all the right things. Pants are on. Pants are on. So never, I'm never. These stay right where they're supposed to. Until somebody tells you to take them out. Until yeah. Until yeah. it's yeah. on. And then <laughs> until it's on. It's, okay. Until, so until I am asked to use them, I do not. These things, they're just pieces of meat. Uh, all right. Okay. So <laughs> a couple, couple of steaks. So okay. Yeah. So so for the last. Two minutes of the show. Tell us why you are throwing your right. and literally his hat is All over right. there. Why are you throwing your hat in the ring? 
I am not trying to become president. Damn it. That's the wrong platform. You can't go I, with I, do I had not a sign. Plan <laughs> to become president. Okay. What my what I'm trying to do is you is use a campaign of a real person mm -hmm. with real feelings that has to pay real insurance and is getting real fucked and just can't stand it. And I'm with uh, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. Resign. Donald Trump. I'm not trying to do anything except get him to resign. They don't don't make me president. I can't be the president. Make Barack Obama president for four more oh years. It'll be great. You know, make Joe Biden president. Joe Biden. Whoever <laughs> name somebody. I, I you know what? I can live with Mike Pence. No. Oh, don't no. go there. Don't go because there. Because you, you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't get him on anything like you can Trump. All, all, all Mueller's got to do is is get Trump on one thing, and it'll force him to resign. Just one thing, or if one woman in the last five years comes out and says he did something in the last five years, he's done. Toast. Oh, God, I, I. I hope you're right. I, I don't we, know, but I hope you're right. I mean, it's all... it's all. all he's made of Teflon. Everything all, is just sliding off of him. Well, yeah. how do How do you talk about women's pussies a week before the election and you get elected? I mean, right. it's, it's just insane what he's getting away with. Absolutely insane. Here's the thing. The reason they stopped making Teflon and they started using ceramic instead mm -hmm. is because Teflon gets a lot of scratches in it. And it's kind of poisonous. And it's poisonous. And especially once it has scratches in it, mm -hmm. it kills, you know, it kills. Mm -hmm. Now, this this election of Jones, and this whole week, mm -hmm. has put some... I have a few pans I have to has, throw out. Has, <laughs> has, <laughs> she's going through. Like, wait a minute. You okay. better. Yeah, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, you know, when, when. Okay, we, we gotta wrap we, this up. We, you know? we've, we've put some deep scratches in him this okay. week between the women mm -hmm. and the Democrat in Alabama. Absolutely. He got some deep scratches. Yeah, but look at the tax, the, the tax bill is. Now, the trick is. Is they there's nothing they can do about the tax bill. It's gonna pass. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the only other it's thing they insanity. Can, the, the only other thing they can do mm -hmm. is get him. His Mueller has to go. Okay, so on that note, or, to go or or a woman. If you're a woman, tell and me. He, and he was out here. He was out here going to the clubs and stuff in the 90s, the 80s. I saw him at the China Club. In the, he gave me a wink in, in the, the China 80s, Club. In the 80s, in the 90s. Yeah, the 90s. In, the, in, the, in the late 80s. So, so, you know, if you're somebody that has a story to tell about him... Tell, tell it! it. Now, tell it! Now is <laughs> the time to tell it. That was the only time when telling it is going to mean something. I love that. Because... 
of what we allowed to happen mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Al Franken. <sighs> we will allow all stories. Okay. So just tell them. Okay, so on that note, um, so you can find the presidential campaign on Ron Zimmerman on Facebook. That's where he's, that's his, that's his campaign headquarters, his Facebook, Ron Zimmerman. So find him there. Um, it'll so be on, far. It'll be on my, it'll be on my Facebook page, how to get to him. You'll so, be able to find so him. So far, I might end up with my own, now you mentioned it. You, you can, it could I can happen. Have a, I can have my own page. It could happen. Okay, and so also, I just want to get back to, to put a little button on the end of this show. So besides doing the hard work and having the passion, is there anything else that you can advise people out there who are doing the work but struggling to connect the dots to do the commerce? What, 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 was the, what, what worked for you when it was working? Well, I, that doesn't matter because my story with Chris Thompson isn't going to be like somebody else's story. They're going to have their own story. Right. I, I could tell you that, that you can't write enough I wrote from Mar from from let's say February, March, April, three months. Mm-hmm. I wrote three thousand pages Jesus. for comic book work because I I stopped doing TV. And I decided I just want to do comic books and to just pay my mortgage payments. Mm-hmm. I had to write that many pages because they pay by the page. Wow! And I didn't know that idiot that I am, but but. Uh, you know, that's 3,000 pages. If you get on a successful television show, that's more than you'll ever write in your life. Wow. So, so... So write a know, lot. What write, else? Write spec scripts. Okay. Write episodes of shows that aren't written by the best writers in television. <laughs> Don't write a Spec Simpsons. Yeah. They're going to outwrite you. Yeah. Don't write a Spec Curb. Yeah. Larry is going to outfox you. You know. So like pick a show that's out now that they should like write a Spec Scripts for. That would be a um, good show to pick. Fuller see. House. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's that's on Netflix. I yeah. don't I don't know if people will read them. Um, so, is there anything you can think of I, that would be a I good would idea? I would say, uh, God, what are what are the sitcoms that are on right now? I don't a know. Modern Family. A Modern no, Family. No, because no. they're going to outwrite you on Modern that's Family. That's all the Frasier writers. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to outwrite the shit out of you. Well, anyway, um, pick something that isn't the top. Yeah, just look in the in the. The, the, there isn't the, a TV guide anymore. Right? Look, look in the in the in the in the top twenty shows. Skip the top ten mm-hmm. and go to the next ten, ah. and you'll find your sitcom. Just wait. Okay, there. so aside like, aside from writers, though, oh, man, just in general, oh, creative, oh, like yeah. that one with Doogie Howser. With um, Michael, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, yeah. I met, yeah. I met your mother? Yeah. Yeah. That, they, you know, they don't have anything. There's nothing genius going on there. And those two guys who created that were with Gabe on Letterman. They're, they're actually quite brilliant, those two guys. But anyway. Well, they um, may be, but the show's been on a long fucking time. And it's I don't tired. think that's on anymore. He's got a Netflix show, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, oh. But, um, it, but anyway, aside from writers, just in general with creative ambition, do you have any words of wisdom for being your best self. Yeah, I would say, 
I would say if I if I had a, if I was gonna die tonight, yes, I could honestly say I have given every single thing in show business a try. Cool. I have not succeeded at everything, but I've given I've you know I, I, I've 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 fronted a blues band. I've been in plays. I've been on TV shows. I've been in movies. I, I you know I, I, I've written a million things and graphic novels. And okay, so do everything you possibly so can. So just do. You, you gotta. Unfortunately, I'm so. I'm sorry to tell anybody this, but you gotta be here. You can't do this through the internet. You can't. You know, even if you hear stories of people, oh, he got a movie deal from some Spielberg read. Bullshit. <laughs> It's all bullshit. You know, that person got a deal because Spielberg, you know, read something he liked and he said, you got any scripts? And the kid had scripts. Was, and yeah, so you got to be in Hollywood. You got to be here. You okay. know, you can't, you can't, you know, it's like you can't grow a flower in the concrete. Okay. You know, you got to get in the dirt. So you got to be here. Arms. You got to you got to try everything. You got to you got to be get, prolific. See these? They get dirty. Mm. And you know what they get dirty with? Money. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a really good thing. They get dirty with money. That's what you need to do. Get out here, get to work, and get your hands dirty with some of this money. Cuz there's right. nothing but money out here. All right, and on that note, on the money tree of Hollywood, um, Ron, thank you so much for, um, for being our guest tonight. Louise Polanco back there behind the camera. Thank you so much, Louise. And um, next week, um, we're going to be back with Keaton Simons. Um, and Keaton uh, is an incredible singer-songwriter who was in the living room years ago. His mom is Eliza Roberts. Uh, we were in the M-Word together. His uh, stepfather is Eric Roberts, uh, a royal family. And Keaton taught David Duchovny to play guitar and produced his album. Keaton's taught a lot of pieces, has produced a lot of Keaton, amazing Keaton people. Keaton is scary good. And Keaton's music, he's going to sing. Do you know him? He produced the Duchovny record? Yeah, I believe he did. Jesus Christ. I, I, um, Stop. I'm coming in for No, no. He and he's, the no, album. no, no, no. He should come he, over. Keaton is the white, an al the white album or, he, he's an, or Scabby Rose? He's, he's an amazing singer. He's an amazing singer songwriter. He's going to sing for us next week. He's going to tell us his story. Really and uh, and in the living room on January 2nd, Ed Asner, Sue Polinsky, and Kiki Epson. And um, thank you so much, Ron. You're welcome. So we'll see you next week on The Road Taking.